I slept in. I'm human. Um, actually, this is really unusual. I normally set my alarm for quarter to five. Um, waking up usually at half four, I slept through my alarm. Um, and I slept into way beyond the time that I, I uh, normally would. It does mean that I, uh, I'm not going to have my usual uh, daily sitting meditation practice. When I first started practicing uh, every day, I, I noticed um, the benefits of uh, how meditating uh, every day uh, brought. Uh, I've previously mentioned that I've been meditating probably, I've uh, been practicing a sitting meditation pra uh, practice on and off uh, probably since childhood, but the great changes I, I noticed really started happening um, when uh, I started practicing, uh, uh, when I uh, started meditating um, on a daily basis. But it came to the stage that the sitting practice became something of a crutch and then uh, there was one conference uh, that I attended and I wasn't able to meditate and it caused a lot of anxiety and then uh, um, I thought this is a bit silly, uh, getting anxious about not being able to meditate. It, it reminds me of, of um, something that a famous teacher in India said in, um, in the 20th century, Ramana Maharshi, he said uh, a sitting meditation practice is just for beginners. He's right. Um, at this moment in time, how, however, uh, I don't think we have time really to teach a, a six-week course or really to to get people up to speed so really I'm, I'm just going through the the insights and um, of meditation and what I've learned over the first couple of years of practice in that there, there are thoughts that arise and uh, there is an awareness of the thoughts. The two are quite tightly intermingled. Uh, so often we believe that we are the thoughts um, until um, we actually stop and, and just watch our thoughts and watch how they, when they arise, they are incoherent. Uh, usually unconnected. Sometimes they bear relevance to current events. Sometimes, often they not. They don't. About ninety nine percent of your thoughts, and this is um, probably an underestimate, are useless. Um, the occasional one percent or less are really useful and will help you in life and really uh, those are inspired moments but the rest of the time thoughts good or bad um, 
really take you away from the peace of the present moment and and we like to hold on to good thoughts because they make us happy bring us some peace but the the good thoughts holding on to them uh, actually is an energetic process and the good thoughts invariably if you follow thoughts to that and uh, they never remain good nothing stays good or nothing stays bad for that matter um, a good thought will become a bad thought. Um, so really, it's uh, how do we incorporate um, the lessons from meditation and the sitting meditation practice uh, to everyday life? How do we become mindful? Uh, and the key is really to give whatever you're doing at that moment, whatever it is, your fullest attention without giving any attention to the thoughts that may be arising. This can be from having a shower, drying yourself after a shower, ironing your clothes. It can be any aspect as long as you give it your full attention. And that is mindfulness in a nutshell, just to give whatever you're doing, just to be present in that moment and give it your fullest attention. The breath is often used as an anchor in um, meditation, a sitting meditation practice and, and mindfulness. And it's a useful anchor because it never leaves us as there from the, when we're born to the day that we die, we can always rely on it, it will always be there. And from that perspective, it, it's something that is relatively changeless, although the individual breath does change. And that is also something that makes it useful for developing attention. So the breath is a useful anchor uh, when it's conscious, when the breathing when all your attention goes to every aspect of the breathing, uh, the the feeling of the air entering your nose, just just do this now. Just feel the air entering your nose, going through the back of your throat. making your chest rise and fall. See how when you breathe in, your abdomen begins to feel tight and expands outwards. And when you breathe out, your abdomen relaxes and flattens. What's the space between the end of the last breath and the beginning of the next? See how 
each breath differs slightly from the last. There may be a difference in depth. There may be a change in length or duration. But no two breaths are the same. You don't need to have a sitting practice for your breathing. You can always go back to it, and every moment can be a meditation. If you direct your attention to your breath, Thoughts arise, just, just let them go. Don't hold on to them. And just go back to the breathing. Now, everybody, everybody, if they breathe consciously, we all breathe but breathing consciously is to be aware of your breathing. Everybody who breathes consciously, no one can breathe consciously and not return to the present moment. So for that time that, that you're there breathing, everyone will be able to perceive that peace, which is always accessible to all of us. need to remember to to go there and to break that constant uh, stream of thoughts that are arising however you do it whether you set a timer on your phone you watch or whether you just remember just Go back to the breath as often as you can. The other practice which I've been talking about is, is to return to the present moment by returning to the now and to be aware of being aware which in uh, many of the world meditative traditions is considered the, the highest meditation. <clears throat> all, all other meditations rely on an object, uh, whether this is in fact your breath, the breath is a subtle object. Uh, I'm using thoughts and mental visualizations uh, also encompassed in this term objects, but invariably all but one meditation uh, 
relies the use of an object, something that your mind is directed towards, something that you give your attention to, to take your attention off other things, with the exception of uh, meditation uh, on your own awareness, being aware of being aware. Now, awareness itself has no objective qualities and it's difficult for your awareness to put your attention um, on something which doesn't have any objective qualities, it has no solid qualities as such, it's really not that easy to define awareness. So. Uh, in a state, it, it, when you're aware of being aware, in that state, your your mind sinks into the source of awareness, which is also the source of the source of peace, because it is in that a thoughtless state that there's no mental agitation at all. Uh, we all experience that but it goes largely unrecognized it is there in the space between two thoughts which happens all the time and it's there those periods uh, during the day where you may be captured by by beauty whether it's the beauty of the world or someone else or have a feeling of love and um, you return to that peaceful, thoughtless state then as well. But in, in this current climate, we may not um, really, especially those of us working, we may not be able to appreciate nature as fully as we can, although we should definitely try. Uh, we may not be uh, able to see loved ones or experience feelings of love, although we should try. And loving kindness meditation is a very powerful meditation practice. And I've written uh, an article which I will probably post again because I think it, we need it at this time. We can get to that peaceful, thoughtless state, though, just by simply asking the question, am I aware? Now, the mind doesn't think anything happens when the, the question arises. And if you're honest with yourself, you will always answer uh, with the reply, yes. Uh, because all of us, unless we're asleep and not able to ask ourselves the question mentally, all of us are aware and we're aware of being aware and we'll reply yes uh, and uh, as i mentioned it, this is present in between two thoughts and this is a great example of of that because this question takes you directly consciously to the experience of being aware so the question as it arises am i aware is a thought the answer, yes, when it arises, is a thought, but something happens in between the two. Your attention sinks to its source. And that occurs in between two thoughts. It's not registered as a thought. It's 
a non-event, uh, whatever happens by the mind, because it's in between two thoughts. It's not considered important, but it is so, so very important. And uh, this is essentially what my interpretation of looking within is, and I'm right. Uh, I don't normally sleep in my scrubs, and these are from Liverpool when I was a junior doctor over two decades ago. Uh, as I said, I did sleep in and I needed my sleep. I'm really grateful for my sleep. I'm not having my sitting meditation practice, but I am going to, into work with a feeling of gratitude for everything that I have. And I know that it is the this gratitude that will get me through the day and will get me through the day peacefully because it always has. So thank you all for, for watching. Uh, sorry, um, it was late, but I take, uh, <laughs> I take comfort in the fact that I know most of you will not be watching this live at six o'clock, but thank you all for taking the time to watch this and see you again tomorrow.